Comrade, goodmorningcomrade.com. Uh, we got Jeff and Robert on the show. What is oh up, Robert? I haven't been on the show. I haven't been on our show. I feel like I'm a guest on my own fucking podcast. Yeah, well, that tells you something, doesn't it? <laughs> I know, right? It tells you I have like a job and have to yeah. live life. I've had so much crazy shit happen though lately. Like, like what? so many weird stories. So to follow up, all, everybody who cared about like the um, the rat drama, um, I got them. And Ladies yeah, gentlemen. we got them. We got them. We got the rats. So they, um, I sealed you up. Compromised to a permanent end, the rats. Right. And I know I got them permanently because I sealed up all the, the entrances on my side that I knew they were getting through. Thank God my cats, my cats can actually get into my attic from inside our house, from our HVAC. I can't remember how much of this stuff I, I repeated already. God, just go um, just, just but yeah, so the damn rats uh, were coming in through the floor. There was like a hole in the closet floor. And my cats are kind of worthless. Um, but the one cool thing they do do they do do is do do they piss and pee everywhere they piss and poop everywhere um the cool thing about that is they can get into the attic from my um from my closet they they climb up the hvac duct because the hvac is in the attic and so i assume they're up there like pooping and at least like spreading their funk around and that's that's why the rats like don't do just edging out the rats. Yeah, they don't go. They'll smell that and not go in the attic because if these, it's like aliens, man. If these rats could ever figure out that they could go into the attic and then drop down, we might just burn the house down. Like it's over, dude. Like we've lost. But I sealed up everything. A um, couple things out there for you. Um, I don't know you. You uh, not volunteers, but you rookie um, animal control folks. So anything that this is like, cause I went down like the rat rabbit hole, anything a rat can like get its head through, it can like get its whole body in through. So yeah. it's like the holes can be really small and you can't just use like great stuff because they don't care about that. They'll just chew right through that. Their teeth are just like buzz saws. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is you have to get the industrial strength, like steel wool that they sell in like bales because they don't want to chew on uh, steel wool. Um, because it hurts their teeth. It's yeah. chewing on metal. And then you use the, the rodent repellent foam. Cause it's, it's special because it has shards of metal in it mm -hmm. and you use that foam to set it because they'll just pull it out of there. I mean, they're mm -hmm. so, they're so damn, that's the, the skeeviest thing about rats is they're so damn smart. Like they're so creative. And if they were, you know, rodents of unusual size, they would, they would kill us all Yeah, because they're just, they're just so smart. Like, like there's videos out there of just rats like setting off traps like throwing rocks at them mm -hmm. so after we 
after we assured got all the holes that I could find on both, we lived in the double, like both sides of the house sealed up. I stopped hearing them. Um, I went over my neighbor's side one day and I was like, Oh, we got them. He, um, he's like, yeah. He's like, we got them. I know we do. Cause it smells like death over there. So apparently they died under that. They ate the poison. Cause we had like the industrial strength rat traps mm-hmm. and they ate the poison and they, um, and they died. So, yeah you can smell them like through the so it's like bittersweet memory of like okay they're dead but at what cost it's a real pirate victory um (laughs) you know what i mean it's a real like it's not it's not a real dub there's a lot yeah it's a real scorched earth it's a real like russian retreat to stalingrad type scenario you know we we held stalingrad but uh, and but at what cost? You know, well, yeah, um, that's what wins the war, though, right? That's exactly. But uh, yeah, they're so skeevy. And for all you out there, but like, why didn't you like humanely like rats? Ain't rats ain't going for that. Like their humane thing was that I cut off the food and they had a choice to leave. They chose like Indiana Jones. They chose poorly. They could have, you know, like they they could have just took off. That's the other thing. Either two things are gonna like the exterminator said. I'm gonna set these traps up. He said either two things are gonna happen. They're gonna eat this and they're gonna die. Or they're going to um, they're going to take off because there's no food. Yeah, and now you they, they chose poorly. You mentioned uh, your cats as a part of this process. Don't you have a cat story going on now? Too? I've got I've got super cat story. That's why we couldn't record last night. Yeah, so because of this. Let me tell. So let me tell you this. So my wife Erin, who's been on the show, she hasn't been on by a year, but she's been on the show. Um, she it was like a saturday i don't know what day what day is today tuesday today it was is su- tuesday so it was wednesday no tuesday tuesday, tuesday tuesday right so it was definitely sunday yeah it was sunday because we just got our house like professionally clean and like whatever they took so it was sunday night she was out doing whatever like running errands and she calls me and is in tears and i'm like oh god like who do i have to kill like what's going on and so she goes, oh, my, there was this cat. It was a kitten. It was in the middle of the street, and I was trying to get it, and I couldn't get it. Like, ran off, and people were honking at me, and I want to go try to look for the cat. So I'm like, cool, let's go look for the cat. So she comes by and picks me up, and I go, all right. So we go out to the intersection where she saw this cat. I go looking everywhere like a cat could be, you know, behind, like, industrial dumpsters. I'm in alleys looking for this little cat. Mm-hmm. Don't see, don't see the cat. We're like, okay, he took off. He's fine. So we come home. I'm in my house. I'm in the back room playing video games. She kicks open the door. She goes, this cat is in my car. And I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm like, that's absolutely impossible. Like, that can't happen. They're too, you know, they're way, they're, like, uh, cars aren't made like that. Like, a cat cannot fit in there. And then... I'm like, you're, you're crazy. Stop smoking that weed. Um, and so I go back to playing video games and of course I'm going to Google it. I Google like, you know, can a cat like be in your car? And apparently they can, and they get in through the floor, they get in through the undercarriage and they climb up like under the hood. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. That still didn't happen. And so maybe 20 minutes later, she comes running here, kicks in the door and says, Robert, the, the car is meowing. I'm like, you're you gotta be kidding me. 
So to go out there, I'm still thinking she's like, out of okay, her mind. So this was like last night now. We're talking about Tuesday night when we're, no. getting, uh, Monday night when we're getting ready to record, right? This wasn't even last night. This was, this was, so this had to be Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if today's Monday, because it was Tuesday. like a whole day affair. Today's Tuesday. You sure? Yeah. It is. It is Tuesday. I had work meetings today. Yeah. It is Tuesday. So yeah, this was not last night. This was Sunday. I haven't even gotten to Monday yet. So I didn't know shit about this. Yeah. So this was so she's like the car's meowing. I'm like, you're you're so out of your mind. I'm about to call like the the the, the funny farm to come get you, like to take you away. Aaron, what so you I go, okay, whatever. I go, uh, let me go out here. I look around, I go, I pop the hood. Because I've read that cats can get into cars. I'm looking around. I have a story about that one. Yep. I do not see this cat. I'm like, okay, there's no cat in this car. I shut the hood. I start walking away. Meow. Right from the... I go, are you kidding me? How is this possible? So I, I stick my flashlight under there some more. I start looking around. And lo and behold, there's the tiniest little black cat. Oh. And I can see him on my flashlight. And I'm like, all right, buddy. So... We spent that whole night like trying to poke him with like brooms, trying to get him out. And then we could, we got him out once or twice. And we're trying to, we can't get under the car to like get him. When they're scared, they're not going to talk to you. Right. We can't get under, we can't grab him because he's like so small and wiry. And um, can't grab him. He jumps back in there. I'm like, all right. right. So we'll put some food out for the cat. And hopefully he'll come out on his own. And our, our neighborhood is like the cat slash possum neighborhood. So I'm sure like every cat on earth got a hold of this um, food. So in the morning, I come out and check um, her car. Um, so this would have been Monday. Or this would have been still Sunday. I check her car. There's no cat in the car. Now we what I've glossed over is what I haven't talked about is remember this cat was on Broad Street. This cat got in the car and survived the ride in the in under the hood to the house. Mm-hmm. So that's already insane. Yeah. So I don't see the cat. We assume the cat got out of the thing. Um, whatever. Um I drive her car to like run some errands. So this would have been I think Monday it shouldn't. Yeah. This was still been Sunday. I think it had to be, I'm getting the days mixed up. This is a multi-day affair. So <laughs> I'm like, I drive her car to go do some stuff. I come back later that night. I hear a meow. Here's the thing though. Cat's not in her car. Cat is now in my car. And you know, I drive like a tiny hybrid. There's no way I can't, you can't even poke him out of that. Cause everything's so tied in there. And I'm like, all right, what I'm like, Call the people. There has to be people for this. So we search uh, like online for um, New Orleans, like Animal Control, SPCA, or whatever. And there's the shadiest message when you get when you call the SPCA. It says that um, the SPCA uh, has is no longer um, have uniformed officers to uh, to assist with animal control issues. Uh, because of former mayor Lich, uh, Mitch Landrew cutting uh, cutting our funding, 
I was like, that is the most New Orleans, like shadiest, like most extra thing ever. Like things I like didn't need to know with a cat in my car. But thanks for the thanks for letting me know that like Merrill Andrew cut your funding. And so it's like, so it says to call, it says if you have an animal control issues, you have to call 911. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I have to call nine. So I'm like, well, it's got to be done. I did everything I could do. I search. It says uh, 911. I call 911. First things out of my machine, New Orleans uh, not, uh, police EMS emergency. What, you know, 911, what is your emergency? First words out of my mouth are, I'm sorry. She's like, excuse me, sir. I'm like, there's a kitten inside my car. Uh, I mean, not in the car. I mean, in the hood, like under, like in the engine. Uh, it says to call 911. She's uh, this woman was so sweet. She just goes, It's okay. She goes, You did the right thing. I know you're supposed to call for this. So they're asking me like all these questions. Like she's just running through because she, she's like, Please hold. And you can tell she's like on her computer trying to find the correct script. So she's running me through like this whole gamut of questions. Like this kitten is a mass murderer. What is the description yeah. of the cat? What color is the cat? What is the cat's behavior? And then she finally has to read, like, please stay away from all uh, stray and injured animals. We will not be sure of their behavior. I'm like, this is a tiny kitten. But I understand she has to read all that. So they they send the New Orleans, like, animal control lady out. Nicest lady. And, like, I'm feeling insane because I I can't find this cat in the car. And now the police are out. Like, this woman has arrest powers, you know? She's like the law enforcement like, humane, humane officer. And I, she's like, I'm like, first of all, she looks at my other huge adult cat. She goes, it's not that cat right there. Is it sitting on the garbage can? I go, no, that cat's stupid, but it wouldn't have jumped in a car. Um, That's our cat. That's for us. She's like, okay. I'm like, oh, no, please, God, tell me this cat didn't leave the car. And now, like, the cops are out here. <laughs> and. I'm online before that. Like I read like what I, needs I to be. Don't like shoot the fucking cat too. I know. Right now. This woman wants an arm, but yeah, like, like humane, like humane officers are not, are, are they are like sworn though. They're like, no joke. Like yeah, they, no, they, no. Have arrest, I, they have arrest I, powers. I've had an experience with uh, an animal control officer when a pig was on the loose and uh, he got pissed at me because i was trying to film him trying to wrestle his pig in my friend's backyard he got mad at you oh what a what a what a jerk off me no that guy oh come on man i want to like see this dude wrestle yeah of course i mean the the cop guy what what an asshole god damn it so finally we hear the cat meow in there and i'm like thank god like i'm not crazy Pigs are fucking strong, by the way. Pigs oh yeah, pigs. Pigs will eat. Pigs will don't, don't never turn your back on a pig. Like they'll eat you. They'll wreck you up. Yeah, anyway, no, for sure. Sorry. No, you're good. So we're like, all right. So she's like, I don't have the tools to get this cat. This is what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this trap with you, put some food in it, and hopefully the cat will just come out when he's hungry. I'm like, yeah, he's definitely not stuck if he's hopping in one car and hopping in another. So he's definitely spry enough. He's got to get hungry. And she leaves like the hat. I don't know if you I'm fully versed in like animal control now. It's the have a heart. Like that's the name of the brand. It's like H-A-V-A-H-A-R-T. So you get it. It's like a pun. Have a heart yeah. trap. So it's those traps you always see, like those industrial ones where they go. Like, touch the, yeah, they touch the trigger and the door shut, slam shut. It's the one you always see in like wildlife videos. Yeah. Like force uh, rangers, I'm, animal I'm, control people have them, that kind of my uh, mother-in-law had armadillos for a little while. That was a problem. Yeah. 
you would use one of those to trap those. So I'm like, is this, I'm like, this kitten is so tiny. Is it going to weigh enough to like set this trap off? She's like, I hope so. I'm like, yeah, that's the best we can do. And no, there's nothing for sure in this, uh, in this, in this wild right. game of uh, <sighs> hunting cats or whatever. So leave the cat, leave the trap out overnight. I come out. I see the trap is closed. I'm like, all right. Of course, it's some stupid cat that I see all the time in the neighborhood. Yeah, I just call him Yellow Cat. He's like our cat Ozzy's like best friends. They sit in the back of the. I watch them. They sit in the back of the house and they like take sun naps. They like sleep together. So I'm like, get out of here, Yellow Cat. And you know, what are you doing? And so I'm like, all right. So I check the car before I go to work in the morning. This is now Monday. Check the car before I go to work in the morning. I don't see the cat. I pray to God there's no cat in here. Uh, Aaron's got the day off, so she's not even going to drive, she said. Mm. But luckily, our neighbor, like, text Aaron and was like, oh, I hear this kitten. Like, this kitten's under my house. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we're like, what are we going to do about this cat? This cat's not going to come to us. So I'm like, well, what about, I'm like, well, that trap's a really good idea. Well, that trap's a good idea, but do they make smaller ones? And they do. This is like turning into a commercial for the like have a heart brand. Right. So they make smaller ones for like uh maybe they'll sponsor us. I know that'd be great. That God, that'd be that'd be so awesome. We're the first political podcast to be sponsored by like pest control. Um but so these traps are the same traps, they're just smaller. They're used to catch uh like you know uh, squirrels and rats and stuff like that. Perfect size for this little guy. Perfect size. Um, so I set up two of the traps like in her yard. Um, I'm just hanging out. We're watching what mayor of mayor of East town or whatever. And I, my dog, Johnny starts going nuts. And I'm like, okay, well, let me go check the trap. And lo and behold, there's a little black cat in there. And so we got him. And he's just like frisky and wiry and like he was terror. He's so terrified. Like I picked like I picked him up. He's just shaking. He's so because he's like he's just malnourished and exhausted and like been fighting for his life for the last like, you know, three days. And so um, brought him in. He um, he's still not used to us. Obviously, he's only but he's yeah. I said, you know, like we're petting him and he's like, Ooh, he's like wincing. And I'm like, this is probably the first time he's been, he doesn't know what a pet is. Like mm-hmm. he, he's first time, like a human's interacted with him and you know, a way that hasn't been, you know, we were just trying to poke him with, with uh, a, a broom not two days ago. Right. So, you know, he doesn't know us and, but we got him. I got him right here next to me. He's, it looks like he's catching a nap finally, but he's frisky and running around. We're going to take him to the vet tomorrow. Uh, like I say, I think he has a bacterial infection, and it looks like he's like fa- he, he's like favoring one of his legs. So I'm gonna make check him out, make sure he's okay. But... In ship shape, I can give yeah, you, I can give you a good doctor if you don't have one, a good vet. Oh, we do. We got a vet for him tomorrow. We're taking him to our vet. All right, cool. But uh, that is what's going on. That's the cat. The rats and the cats. That's why I couldn't record last night because we were gonna take this cat to the emergency yeah, vet. And the emergency vet was just ready like he's here on the zoo on the uh on the stream labs or stream yard or whatever like ready to go really? and you're like hold on a second i actually can't do this tonight i gotta go handle this cat situation <laughs> right because I, I had to go i checked the trap and he was in there so i'm like all right we're gonna take him to the emergency vet 
Okay, so but the emergency vet was just like, just go home. He's like, he listens. She listened to his heart. Like he's like, he's alert. He's strong. Like, yeah. He's Young. fine. Just take him to the normal vet. He's so tiny, dude. He's like, like not even two months old, right? Yeah, he's like he, he's like the size of one of those. If you're not counting the tail, just like one of those Play-Doh packs, like yeah. that kind of weight, like the the little Play-Doh jars. Mm-hmm. He's so small. Yeah. He's taking a little nap right now. We named him Henry. Your name is Henry. Henry. Yeah, yeah I think he's going to pull through. I think he's going to be fine. On, uh, on on Instagram or something. Maybe you can post on. Oh Twitter. yeah, absolutely. I'll put it on Twitter so you can Henry. see this little wild little cat. But yeah, you can catch you. Can, well, apparently, like New Orleans has like, and I forgot because like the trap that the humane uh, officer lady left, it had the number on the trap, and it said like, you know, if you see this trap, like don't disturb it. Um, because it's uh, like New Orleans has a really vast um, uh, catch and release program for feral cats, where like they they go like set up traps for yeah they trap they trap feral cats, spay and neuter them, and then just let them go back where they got them. Because we have like uh, we have like a huge rat population in the city. Oh yeah, it's like not- they all live in the quarter and they all live at City Park. They so, used like, to live in your house. Oh yeah, they used to live in my house. But like the more, and I live close to City Park. But like the more rats, I mean, the more the more feral cats, the better. Feral cats, feral cats like possums are awesome. Rule. Yeah, our neighborhood's a good neighborhood if you're a stray cat. If you're a feral cat, because we like people have those. Um, they've set up those like Tupperware cat houses that are like insulated. Yeah. So when it like the months where it does get cold, they can just go in there and chill and be warm. The like ten days in New Orleans where it gets freezing cold. Yeah, that's the most. Yeah, that was wild. But um, I had a good. Um, the in-laws were in town. That was the thing that happened. Okay. And they listened to the show. So hey, oh, in-laws. Yeah. yeah, Mike. Mike's actually yeah. pretty regular. He's one of our supporters too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it feels weird to like bite the hand that feeds us, mm-hmm. because like um, it's not uh, not really Mike. And I don't mean this is like a call out, but um, because they're they're wealth they're wealthy. And um, I'll say like like Mike's wife is 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 very like pull yourself up by your, by your bootstraps thinking like way more than Mike is, and so we have conversations and kind of like what we got into. And I know she's gonna hear this, so hey. But what we got into was kind of like the main. We really drilled down to like what the main difference in our head, like a person like me and like a person like her like our main fundamental difference as human beings. Cause I brought up like, well, the whole reason for human beings to exist is to make the, our whole purpose as a society, as a civilization to be, is so we should make it. So the next generation has it easier than us. Yeah. And then she well, was very of- adamant and being like, no, no, we shouldn't. And I was just like, I don't know really what to make say to worse. that. Huh? Make it worse. I mean, I get. I think her whole her whole thing is just like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and mm. your life should be like a crucible proving ground, so you could um, survive. Yeah, like so you you could because of your adversity, you'll overcome and rise up. Kind of like Co- like Conan the Barbarian with like Thulsa yeah. Doom, where Thulsa Doom like James Earl Jones was just like, oh well, it's a good thing that I killed your parents. And I cut your mother. It's a good thing that I cut your mother's head off, killed your father. Your father was eaten by dogs and sold you into slavery because you became stronger from that. Look at your body. I created that. Like, wow. look at your will. Look at your desire. You know the scene I'm talking about? 
uh, it's a very like libertarian. We'll have to like that's such like a because like Conan the Bar- Conan the Barbarian is like a libertarian character, like a very mm-hmm. a very like well just just get good, mm-hmm. like that's Conan's whole thing is like get good, son. Mm-hmm. But yeah, James Earl Jones goes into this whole like monologue of like he's like I'm not a bad guy because look I created you right. by like putting all this pain on you, and I'm like, but what if we didn't though? Yeah, like what if we just like. What if people like were allowed to? I guess it got me in this. I I had kind of a rant um, because I was looking at, I was looking at our our new city catalog. For this is such a weird like segue, but it's not an on sequitur. Mm-hmm. But it's like our, our like our our city catalog for like summer programs, like for recreation. Okay. And it's like, it's very varied. Like, oh, if you're, do you want to learn how to play pickleball? Like, come play pickleball at the rec center. We have swim classes. We have a free gym. We're, we're teaching guitar lessons. We'll teach you how to, like, hold the guitar, pluck the strings. We'll teach you what the chords are. Like, uh, we haven't, did you know we have an archery range in New Orleans? Where is it at? I don't know, like Joe Brown Rec Center or whatever. But every Thursday, you can come. Like, you don't, it's absolutely free. You don't need equipment. Like you can come and like learn how to like sling arrows downfield, downrange. Wow, that's wild. and it's just like and its tagline is like learn a new skill, you know, learn something new. And it's like that's what society should be. Like mm-hmm. the, the fundamental thing is we have to give people enough room that they can fail mm-hmm. and try different things, and then that failure doesn't cripple them for the rest of their life because yeah, you chose you choose it's not like like our society should not be a game of shoots and ladders to where you chose the wrong ladder so now you've got to take the shoot all the way back down to the bottom and yeah. then we, we box people into these holes and we don't give them into these you know almost slaughterhouse type shoots and we don't give them the room to fail so if they pick a career path and it doesn't work out it's like that's it like you're 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 effed and it's like you wonder why people you know lose people lose their job at the plant and they kill themselves yeah. because they feel they can't do anything else the because society tells them they can't do anything else. Yeah. The stakes are way too high. Like I, like the current job I have right now, I, I, I don't want to dox myself on like my job uh, in case somebody's listening, you know, in the city's listening to this, but I absolutely love it. Sometimes I get like misty eyed over how much I love my job. And when my, you know, and when my, my boss interviewed me, the first time he interviewed me, I went to two interviews. He looked at my resume and he's like, what is this resume? And because you look at it, it's, I, I sold mortgages. I was in the Marine Corps. I was a cop. Uh, the craziest you know, fucking resumes I've ever seen in my entire life. Right. Right. And you know why? It's because I tried things and I found out what I liked and I found out what I didn't like. And all those like failures, like got me to be like, Oh, well, these are the skills I picked up. And the skill skills I picked up, I could use. I, I'm going to use at this job, and I'm like the perfect fit for this job. Not to toot my own horn, I'm like the perfect fit. People love me. They're like, I'm getting a promotion. They uh, and it's because, you know, when I failed, I was lucky enough to be in these other. Not even failure. I just decided failure is not even the right word. This wasn't my thing. This is not my thing. I tried it. I got what I could from it. This wasn't my thing. I'm moving on. Tried this. What I could got what I could from it. I didn't like it. This wasn't my thing. All those experiences got me to like where I am, but I didn't like pay. A, I was lucky enough not to have to pay up a horrendous price 
right. for it. And some of that is not luck. Some of that is the way I, I set up my life to where it's like, okay, I don't want to have a bunch of attack. I knew like, I don't want to, I'm kind of this freewheeling guy. I don't want to have a bunch of attachments. I'm not going to have kids. I'm not going to get married anytime soon. I'm not going to have, I used to say, I used to have a thing where it's like, I'm not going to have more than five bills in my life. If I have more than five bills, I have too many bills. I want to be able to pick up. I want to be able to, if, if something is a good opportunity, I want to be able to put all my stuff in a suitcase that night and leave town. Or if I need to leave town because it's bad, I can do the same thing. And, but people shouldn't have to live like that. Like people should be able to put down roots. People should be able to have families. People should be able to enjoy life instead of always waiting for the other shoe to drop and always having to be like liquid and nimble. People should be have the freedom to fail in our society. And mm. like that, that and it just got me thinking, like the conversation with her about like. Like, yeah, that's our fundamental when we when we cut through like politics, you know, red versus blue, uh socialist versus capitalist, we cut through all of that, like that's that's kind of the core difference of of society is just of the way we think is it's like I know I'm going to die. It's going to be sooner than I think, probably. You know, I'm not going to live forever. And the only thing that's going to be matter is like the contributions that like uh, that I leave, that I help push society forward the little bit, roll that boulder up the hill, the little bit that I can. You know, what's what's that saying? I probably said on the show before. It's just like, I think it's like a Greek proverb that society isn't great until old men uh, plant trees uh, that won't. Plant trees knowing they'll never see the shade of that tree. They'll never feel yeah. its shade. It's like, that's true. But like some people just think they, they act like they're never going to die. Yeah. They act like they just have to accumulate as much as possible because they're, they're, they don't know some, anybody. They've never bad, died before, so they're not going to die. I got some bad news for those people. <laughs> it's just, it's wild. I just, I just don't understand what do you, like, what do you think society is? Like the whole reason, like people, I don't know. The reason people did things is to make society better. But yeah, they wanted to make some coin on the on the back end, but yeah. you know, like the Greeks and the Romans didn't create aqueducts because they wanted to become, you know, billionaires. They did it because, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we didn't have to walk to the well to get water? Like that'd be cool. Like at a point it becomes necessary to have a large city right for to have a large enough city when you have you know you, you need to build a certain amount of infrastructure so that kind of shit's inevitable or i guess maybe not inevitable but like a prerequisite for shit to grow further right like you need to have an aqueduct before you can get your city to be larger than x size not it's not like a hard you know science or whatever but like and I think a way that you can, um, I feel like I got a cough. <coughs> Excuse me. I think a way that you can like diffuse, it's definitely one of the ways I diffuse her when we talk about this. Mm -hmm. um, you can diffuse people's convers uh, um, kind of talking points is that already, because the first thing I'm going to say is like, if, if you listen to the show and you're like, yeah, we should have universal basic income. Uh, we should have socialized medicine, socialized uh, education, the whole bit. Um, people shouldn't have to worry about starving in the street. The first thing you should say is the first thing that somebody's going to come at you with is, well, then nobody would work. Well, that's not true because I can tell you right now, like I'm underpaid in my job. 
I'm absolutely underpaid, but I love my job. And the idea that I love my job, I love my job so much that it actually puts pressure on me to like want to do good instead of just being like my other jobs where it's like, I don't care about this place. I hate it. It doesn't care about me. So uh, I'm underpaid for a very good reason. It's it's not something that like, oh, my bosses are capitalists and it, it can't be helped right now. That's, they're definitely not. My bosses are not. Capitalists. They're literally not capitalists. Or yeah, least. they're literally not. And like, there literally is no money. But I love like the job so much. Public, I don't care. Public sector worker. Exactly. But I just want to get that out there. So somebody's like, oh, they're not paying you right. So like, you know, F them. Um, that's not the case. But people will definitely work. Like they're all the things that I just mentioned they have in social de- democracies. And yet people want to become doctors and lawyers. They, right. they still do. In, in Norway and Sweden, they're still doctors and lawyers in Germany. Like, go figure. Wow. Amazing. They're not having a brain drain from there. But the first thing you have to kind of concede is they're going to say nobody's going to work. You say, well, here's the deal. Before you even get that out, you have to say, if we have all these things, people are going to sit at home and smoke weed all day and, and play uh, Mario Kart. That's going to happen. But first up, before you even get into like debunking that. Right. Um, number one, that assumes that people sitting at home smoking weed and playing Mario Kart is a problem. But that's the thing. Don't even get into a moralistic. See, my thing is this. Don't even, when you're talking to a person like that, don't try to get them, don't try to appeal to their better nature. Try to appeal to like, appeal to the capitalist in them and say, look, when you, um, people are going to do that, but the people who are going to push society forward are going to counteract those people. Now, here's the thing about that. We don't know where the next big idea is that's going to push society forward. So we have to treat every single human being as if they are that person. Whatever person that these people look up to, if they look up to Elon Musk, or and we can get into how they're, yeah, this is also, but don't try to like knock them off of like, oh, I, I look up to these people. These people are so, so smart. Don't even try to argue with them on that. But if you're saying that, you know, you look up to Bezos. Like, like, what a relationship with them is. You can like fuck with them a little bit. Like, yeah, uh, of one, uh, yeah. But, but my thing is this: don't even try to like. We know they're they're stupid people who have fallback mechanisms, and they're just they're throwing capital around. They're just saying, "Build me this, do this, do this." Yeah. There's no new idea under the sun that they're doing. They're just right. throwing capital yeah. around. Uh, yeah. Now, but these people look up to those people. They worship them almost as deities. Let them do that. My argument is this: if you look up to Bezos. If you look up to Musk, um, who else? Uh, Bill Gates, whoever. If you if you look up to these people, Richard Branson, if you look up to these people, well, that's the, the thing is, you don't know where that next person's going to come from like that. So you have to treat every single human being that walks the earth as they could be potentially that person. And you have to give them the tools and you have to give them the resources to be able to sit and think and come up with that next great idea and to put it in motion and to take a chance that if they fail, they're not going to be destitute. Uh Since we don't know who that person's going to be, we have to treat everyone that way and we have the resources to do it. And if you don't do that, all you're doing is you're, this isn't like an ableist thing. I'm the R word. I'm using it in the side. You're retarding society. Well, what you, what it does is you're holding it back. It tricks people into thinking that, like, it, like the assumption that they're making is that the world is just, and like you're sort of essentially when you make the the argument that you made is you're pointing out that it's not. 
Yeah, I agree with you on that. I'm just saying I don't even want to appeal to people's better nature. Because I don't I, I I think that's too heavy of a lift. You have to appeal to them to say, like, oh, do you uh, like do you arguments? Like... But people don't fucking respond to moral arguments. They just don't. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that's a, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like heading like I was I was reading about we had a at the World War II museum. There was like a one woman show about Hedy Lamar. Hedy Lamar at one time was like she was an actress and she was considered like one of the most uh, beautiful women in the world. Well, thank God that we objectified her the way that we did because she was also genius. And she was a brilliant genius who came up with the building blocks of the technologies of like what we what we use now is Bluetooth. And she made, yeah, absolutely. And she um, she came up with a way to encrypt uh, torpedo radio waves so that way the Germans couldn't intercept them. She was she was she was a genius inventor uh, and why? But thank God we I, we objectified her as a, because nobody would have listened to her otherwise. Mm-hmm. You don't know where these ideas are laying at. You don't know, so you have to you have to build everyone up as they could be as they could be the, the Hedy Lamar. I don't know shit about this. Holy crap! Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Okay. <laughs> you googling it right now? Read a bit. Yeah, read a blurb on Wikipedia. Or a Wikipedia page. It's crazy. That's crazy. And people treated her like she was just stupid, but at least she could get her foot in the door because she was gorgeous. Right. Well, I, I finally see my way in. I know, right? Just be pretty. <laughs> just, just, just be attractive. Be hot. That's all you have to do. But, uh, yeah, that's our like that's our fundamental difference. It's it's weird. It's like I try to have the same argument and it stuns people. And I hope this like helps people out who who like are having these conversations with people out in the wild. Another good one is like when we when people say that oh we shouldn't pay people, you know, fifteen dollars an hour. We shouldn't pay people forget the dollar amount. We shouldn't pay people a living wage. A living wage. Uh you know, um the number can change. Yeah, and I go, okay, or like companies shouldn't pay people a living wage. And I say, okay, well, here's the deal. Like you take a company like Walmart, it's worth, I don't know how much they're worth. They're worth billions of dollars, right? right. Walmart employees, along with other employees of other companies that, that make horrendously low wages, have to supplement their wages with um, with public assistance, with food stamps, with WIC. And I said, so really what you're doing is, yeah, and first, I, this really works on a, on a super wealthy person that doesn't get a tax return. You say, well, okay, so you pay taxes, right? You don't get a return. So, And they say, yeah. And I say, okay, so you are funding welfare in this country. Yeah. So Walmart doesn't pay people enough, so people have to be on welfare to make ends meet. Okay. I said, so you're subsidizing the richest, one of the richest corporations in the world. So what you are, what you are is you are investing in that corporation with their tax money and you're getting no dividends. You're getting no return on that investment. And I guess How does, does that problem, make you feel stupid? It, it does should. make them feel stupid. I guess the problem that I can see them acting on as a solution is to just cut welfare. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that there's a conversation there, and I'm saying like the Andrew Yang model of of just like do UBI and cut welfare. Um, 
that doesn't work and we have to be very careful if if that ever gets i think people smarter than than me for sure have already seen like that's the way a lot of these um a lot of no. these mega corporations and billionaires want to go and we have to be very careful not, not but there is a conversation to be had there by smart people who can say well okay well what if corporations like had to pay everyone a living wage. What if everybody made a living wage and yeah. we decide what that living wage as a society is and say like, a, like, you know, a new minimum wage that just gets updated, like with the census, you know? And it was like, well, how much does it take to have, if you're, if you're a, a family of four, how much does it take to live under the zip code? And I say, I've said this all the time. The U S military has already done this. It's called cost of living allowance. They, yeah. they pay you, uh, uh, they pay you a, a subsistence wage, no matter what your base pay is based on the zip code you live in. The U.S. government already knows how to do this. Right. So, but yeah, we do have to be careful. But there is a conversation there about like, could we could we cut back welfare if companies pay people more? And then if we made it so, you'd have to have a jobs guarantee as well, though. Mm-hmm. So that's this conversation. Yeah. I want to change subjects dramatically. Yeah, absolutely. Because I just think it's, was the thing that had my attention. Like I was interested in this on Sunday night for no reason, but other than because I'm an idiot. I and it was obviously stupid. Huh? I know you're about to say, and it is dumb. It, it was the, the fucking fight between Paul and Floyd Mayweather. You made, you messaged me with that bullshit and it actually made me mad. That's why I didn't respond to it. I made you mad. I was like, why? I was like, what are you doing? It was like, a, it was like, it was like, First you off, like I didn't nickel on it. So I mean, like, I understand. I, I wouldn't even click on a link for that, my dude. That's not worth my time. Sitting here playing Elite Dangerous, like flying my fake spaceship around, is a better use of my time. Well, you know why I find that interesting, though, is because, like, a couple of reasons. All right, go ahead. One, I want to hear you defend this bullshit. All right, so okay, first off, what am I defending? I'm defending like watching a, you know, totally legal stream of uh a fight between you know one of the greatest boxers of all time right and like just some random fucking youtuber Ooh, right? logan, paul, logan paul yeah logan paul he, is one, of he is one of the great fighters of all time i do like him as a boxer though he's logan really yeah he, he actually is really good yeah you like logan that's paul? who it is right is it jake or logan i don't know it was logan paul versus uh yeah logan paul okay i always get him and jake confused one's a boxer and another one fucks around in suicide force yeah well, anyway. right all right so, so Logan Paul somehow gets this, and 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 the the reason I think it's interesting is not because like oh wow this is like an actual legitimate sporting event, and I don't think anybody thought that, but it was sort of more of a um like this is the current spectacle that we have like existing in our society in a lot of ways, right? Like this is like a f- absolute fucking freak show. And, and I mean, number one, if you didn't think boxing was dead, you know, 20 years ago, yeah. like this is the reminder, I guess. That's the main reason. Yeah. That, that is, that is like the main reason I didn't want to watch that shit. It's just, it's, it's a slap in the face to like mm-hmm. sweet science. Right, right. And I'm a boxing fan. And I was just like, yeah, it's not a slap in the face. And it's not a, I, that's no disrespect to Logan Paul. Logan Paul is taking this dead ass serious. I actually really like Logan Paul as a like I like him as a boxer. Like that's really cool. Right. I think he's, he's doing great. Garbage, like though. he was such garbage as a boxer. I, I mean, I watched the fight. No, he was, he's not garbage, dude. 
dude. I mean, he's like a big jack dude or whatever. Actually, but he's not as like he's like ten pounds less than me. But he's not garbage though, dog. Like he well, he wouldn't get like he had a little pity pat match with like the greatest defensive fighter of all time and took yeah. some heavy shots. No, he didn't take any heavy yes, shots. Yes, he did. He did like one about? or two, like hello. He got blasted. Did you watch it? I watched the highlights. I, I had the whole thing. All right. I watched everything. And like like the whole thing, the whole thing was. And if you look at it, like Floyd Mayweather who like walks into this situation never like he was very very upfront thank you thank in, you for saying that uh-huh i said thank you go on he was very very yeah, upfront. That was my point. he called the event he called this thing yes. legalized bank robbery yes. <laughs> like, he was able to he made 112 million dollars my man knew it was bullshit for fighting somebody who's like literally his entire career is being epic on the internet and doing a bunch of shithead things. That's wild to me that this is what the society, like I'm not trying to be like a moralist or whatever about it, but it is sort of like a little bit fucked up that like, you know, we were just talking about, you know, creating a society that just for, for fucking people or whatever. And then you also got this dickhead who's like going to decide to like fight one of the greatest boxers of all time. But it's about, I mean, that's not even the issue. Like I think you hit it on the head is like, this is how bad boxing has gotten. And again, I don't, I don't feel any kind of animosity. Here's the thing. I don't feel any kind of animosity to Floyd Mayweather. I don't feel any kind of mo- animosity. Yeah, the fact that like he's just, like a sexual abuser or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking. Talk. Different subject. And there's, there's, yeah. If we, I mean, setting that aside. If we, he honestly like sexual abuse is sexual abuse. But if we want to go down the line, like we we get started, like we can start at Bill Gates being on Little Saint James Island and go down. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like we, like, but yeah, I see. But and then. For Paul to like just be like, you know what, I want to box and then take this deadly serious mm-hmm. and be game and be good is like all respect, all respect in the world to him. The p- the reason why it pissed me off when you like messaged me about this shit, and I understand you're like, oh, I don't care, I'm just gonna watch it. The people who like, like he said, like Floyd said it best, watch this if watch this if you want to watch it. Don't if you don't. This is legalized. Bank he, my dog. The people were responding to this bullshit. Booing on Twitter, be crying about this and that, saying Floyd Floyd did this and Floyd didn't take any shots and Floyd should have knocked him out. They people responded like Floyd Mayweather just hatched from an egg, and they'd never seen one of his fights ever. I was in I was in the barbershop, man. I was in the barbershop and and like. I was in the barbershop and dudes were getting hype over this, talking about, oh, he's gonna knock that boy out, he's gonna knock, he gonna knock Logan Paul out, blah blah blah. I said, Have you ever seen a Floyd Man with a fight? Yeah. I said, oh. in his prime, his objective was do not get hit. Do not put myself in a position to get hit. Use my scoring jab, dance, 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 win on points. A old Floyd Mayweather, you think he's gonna hit himself in a in a oh. position to get hit by a man that big and that much more weight? Well, it's not Absolutely even not. Come on. It's not even that. Like the disparity in like quality of both of those guys. Like if Floyd Mayweather wanted to literally murder Jake Paul in that ring with his with his fists, he could have did it. But the he was he did. was never going to put himself in the position to mm-hmm. catch a counterpunch. That's just well, not. That's like, never oh, been well, his style. One. Well, that's one. But then number two, in the Rocky like, movie. If, if if Floyd Mayweather 
like this boxer, like the like one of the greatest fucking boxers in the history of the world or whatever, like knocks out Logan Paul. Like, what does he have to even gain from that? Look at who you just. I used to out. say that. I used to say that about a. Um, I used to say that same thing about a guy, uh, about an MMA guy, um, Mirko Mirko uh, Krokop. Yeah, I remember him. He went on forever. Like he was game, like way past his prime, mm-hmm. and I I remember because I was really in I was really in the UFC. He was a knockout guy. He was a and big, I, yeah. He he was a liver kick guy. Right it was kick. it was uh, left. What was it? Left leg, mm-hmm. left leg hospital, right leg cemetery. Mm-hmm. He would kick you in your liver and just kill you. But um, the thing I used to say there was one point I remember it was like a decade ago sitting drinking beer with my friends. I go, this guy's the scariest guy in MMA. I was like, if I was an MMA fighter. I would never take a fight with this guy. First of all, he's Croatian. No. Well, my, my thing was that my take was the same take you just had with, with Mayweather. I said, okay. I said, one, this guy is, is fighting every fight like it's his last. I said, you you don't gain anything by beating him. And right. this guy might murder you. This might this guy might kick you in your liver I, and you never and you never stop pissing you like, off. I don't want to like raise the stakes on like Mayweather to the point where he like could have possibly been harmed in any way. This was like the same. That's thing. what I'm saying. He was never going to allow himself. Well, to well I guess what I mean to say is that like, even if Jake Paul wanted to and was like 10 times better than he actually is at boxing, he right. still would never have laid the glove see, on. Now, if it was now, see, that's, this is the difference. Is it boxing or is it a fight? If it's a fight, if it's a fight, I'll give Paul, I, I, I wouldn't take I'd give Paul a chance to win that fight. That's the same. That was boxing. He had no hope. You can't, you can't beat the man in a boxing match. This is not going to happen. And that was, he fooled y'all twice now with this. The same thing with Conor McGregor. People are like, Conor McGregor and show that. I said, are they, are they doing MMA? Can Conor, can Conor grab him? Oh no. Oh, well, Floyd's going to pump that jab into his eye. And, and, and like, you and then move. And like, are you kidding me? Like, no. So these people are responding. These people are acting like they never seen a Floyd Mayweather fight in their life. Honestly, they might not have. Honestly, honestly, Tyson, Tyson, and and and, and Logan Paul. I, I'm. Oh, I might have. I would have interest in that. Yeah, because just Tyson two guys is- looking for, but they would have to have animosity. Well, like, Tyson- they would have. They would have to be mad at each other. The difference between, and we talked about this actually on Kenzo's show a little bit, though. Like, the difference between Tyson and, like, Mayweather is Tyson's an actual killer. Like, Mayweather, like like you were just saying, like, he wasn't a killer. He was just, like, the smartest guy yeah. in the room with the best skill set and the best ability to box, right? Like, there's no chance. Like, like Mike Tyson will, like, run up. First off, he probably weighs 100 pounds more than Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Now at this point, uh, plus he's got that right hand that literally is the morgue left hand, the one that well, people. that's not even my thing. It's not even the skills. Like why I want to like see that in a dream matchup. It's uh-huh. more of okay. So Tyson, there, no, no disrespect, to, no disrespect to Mike Tyson. He had a hard life, yeah. uh, but I'm just being as objective as I can with this. The man has had his heart tested in the ring, not as a human being. But I'm saying in the ring on multiple occasions, and it's and it's failed every single time. Yeah. Every single time he's he's felt resistance. Logan Paul is not going to test the heart of Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, you don't know. Uh, I, I, Logan Paul is a puncher, 
So he's got well, he's I'm got a pun- fucking puncher, bro. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Logan Paul's never been tested. So it's like, what would if Logan Paul took a shot from Mike Tyson and let's say it put him on a canvas mm-hmm. but didn't knock him out? Where would his heart be at? I'd want to see that. His heart and, would be in that and when Logan and if Logan Paul put a shot, got a shot off on Mike Tyson, um, would Mike Tyson crumble like he all like he always did in his youth, or has age given him the kind of like kind of weathered that like? To where he he's he's developed like okay I'm a stronger human being now, I I can move past adversity. Here's the thing: the only caveat on that fight would have to be it could not be it would be an exhibition, obviously, but they would have to have legit animosity. Hmm. They couldn't just be like, oh, we're gonna make some money, because then it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. They would have to be trying to hurt each other for real. Damn, I, that's a fight I'd want to see. If if they if they had legit beef, but other than that, yeah, boxing is dead. I feel sad. Boxing's dead. Sports are like more dead than it's ever been. Honestly, sports in general. Yeah, I feel like sports are down, like going down. Nah, no way, dude. How do you feel that? Ah, I don't know. Maybe it's just my own personal bubble, but like I don't know. Sports does not seem like stuff that people like. Talk, want to talk about it? Nah, it's your bubble. It's your bubble, okay. dude. Like even like U.S. Uh, U.S. national team just beat um, Mexico. Mexico to like like Sunday in the Concacaf, which doesn't mean anything. That thing is set up for Mexico and U.S. to win, but that that game's always punchy. Um, let's yeah, see. Always good. Well, um, you know, football season is going to start back up soon. Which NFL is atrocious. I hate it, but I love to gamble on it. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like like the NBA finals are going to come up pretty soon. Now that like the Lakers are out, or that's like a wild card. Nah, dude, sports are back. Sports, 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 back? sports are back, my dude. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it's your bubble. But I mean, I guess I guess I say that again, like just days after. Um, yeah. See, after they sold it to you. Floyd, I mean, I know you didn't buy it, but like you were like interested in it. Well, and, and days after Floyd Mayweather and uh, Jake Paul or Logan Paul make like a combined one hundred thirty million dollars off of that fight. Well, yeah. I mean, I did, props to them. They deserve every single dollar. I don't know what the cut was on that, but yeah, props to them. Uh, they Floyd had a little fake fight, a little fake scuffle to sell it. It was so stupid. Floyd stuff. got like 112 and Logan Paul got like 20 something. All right. Well, whatever. I mean, he was cool. a talent. He was a talent. Yeah, but Without him, there's no show. I just don't understand how anybody was mad at this. I don't understand how anybody who's ever watched a, anybody who's ever watched Floyd Wayne throw a punch, like, thought this was going to be anything other than this. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Boxing's dead. My dude, all the, all the good boxers that, that would have come up are now doing MMA, which is actually worse because UFC is the only game in town and they treat their, their fighters like it, absolute yeah. shit. And it reminds me, if you want to learn about how MMA fighters are treated, like treated like, and um, paid like absolute shit by the UFC, you should watch Felix from Chapo Trap House's like ten part documentary that's for free to watch on YouTube. It's can called. We, fu- 
Maybe we should do a series on that. Dude, it's so fucking good. It's called Fighting in the Age of Loneliness. That is how you connect to honest to God, the way he the way they wrote the way it's written, and it's not subversive politics, but it, no. it combines UFC, why Trump won, American politics, the rise of the right, workers like labor issues. And it's it's just one of the most amazing. I mean, honestly, they should have submitted that for for I don't know. It couldn't win an Academy Award, but they should have submitted that in like film festivals. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's Secret so base. so good. Secret base. Um, I think it was done by um, uh, not Bleacher Report, but maybe it was Bleacher Report. Nation. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like people who have like I showed it. I, I try to get my dad to watch it. I would I would show it to any like UFC guy like who wears a tap out shirt to his to church or whatever. Like <laughs> if you're trying to get through to him on like leftist politics, like mm-hmm. he should watch that. Yeah, it really makes so, uh, sense. We're gonna start wrapping it up here, yeah. but I did want to uh, give a little quick shout out to a couple of appearances I've done lately. I've been kind of being busy. Uh, this past Sunday and being released on clips throughout this week, I was on uh, Kenzo Shibata's show, uh, Meet the Left. Uh, do you know who was on that show? Who? Do you remember? Do you remember the uh, band Eve Six from the nineties? Yes, I do. Max Collins, the lead singer from Eve Six, was on the panel with me. I think they're from Tampa or somewhere. Are in they Florida. from Tampa? I didn't know. They're that. from somewhere in Florida. But uh, we need a fact check guy. Well, I was I was on I was on a panel with him, uh, with uh, Janelle Jolly, who's going to be joining us on Thursday night. So uh, cool, Kenzo, uh, on the show. So that's going to be good. Uh, you should check out Janelle's show. It's called What's Left to Do. Uh, mm-hmm. She's very very cool and very. very I like cool. it. Um, also, Thursday morning. Yeah, it's going to be Thursday morning. Uh, I have penciled in for our regular live stream, Dan Simpson from the Kenzo Shibata show, um, Meet the Left show. He is the producer on there, and he's also got a channel on Twitch, uh, Dan, I Dan Simpson, I believe it is. Uh, you can check that out on Twitch. And then uh, last week, last Thursday, I was on the No Miki show. Uh, we talked about Kirsten Cinema and uh, a lot of the like fucked up situation our politics in, and, and, and a lot of like divisions on the left. So uh, yeah, anything you want to shout out before we head out? Uh, not really. I want to shout out all our Patreon uh, people we picked up. I don't have the yeah. list in front of me, but we have picked up. Some people. I got the list. Oh yeah, read them new people's off. So I got. Yeah. Cro- I got. I've, I've decided I'm gonna put it scrolling across. The Hell bottom. yeah! Last. That's the least that uh, they deserve. Yeah. So um, right now we have Ty Jitty, Michael H, Dan O, Jonathan H, Timothy C, Dragon Slayer 19, Andy L, Gary W, Michael K, Kenneth F, Adam R, and Trey M. Nice. All are the people that make this show continue to be possible <laughs> uh, Monday through Friday on uh on youtube sometimes on the weekends i've been doing a lot more weekend shows lately uh and also on tuesdays on whiv at 8 a.m yeah we should also make a thing if you have something um off the top of my head if you've got like a, a cause or an issue that you want plugged like send us a uh send us a tweet at um yeah, up. at comrade morning 
and uh, we will plug your stuff for free. I hope that Trey guy is Trey Trades from uh, from from YouTube. I doubt he is. No, uh, no, it's, a, it's a somebody I know IRL. Oh, uh, all right. I was hoping it was Trey for Trades Trades. If you got that stonk, I won't tell you what stonk, but if you got that stonk, you know you need to keep holding. Don't let them don't let them ladder us down, boys. Hold hold on for dear life. Hold on. You know what I'm thinking that it is. No, nah, it might be that one. You can't say that one though, because that's we're not. This is not financial advice. I'm just saying, if you got them stonks, hold, just hold, just hold them. That'll cover all the stonks. All so, right, hold them all. Yeah, hold them. That's not financial advice. So, all right, it's not. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening. You've been listening to Good Morning Comrade. Thank you. We love you. Goodbye. Bye.